This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. This episode of This Week in HPC is brought to you by DDN, delivering faster insights with flexible storage solutions. DDN, intelligent infrastructure for a changing world. Visit ddn.com. Expanding use cases for high-performance storage, DDN joins me this week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell with Intersect 360 Research, and this week on HPC, I'm joined by two representatives from DDN, Kirk Kuckine, who's the Vice President of Marketing, and James Coomer, Senior Vice President of Products. You've both joined me on the podcast before Kurt, James, thanks for joining me. And Kurt, I'm going to come to talk to you first because DDN has been a longtime leader in storage for high-performance computing markets. We see you in this market, but uh, because of some of the trends that we see with expanding use cases in HPC, uh, some of your customers and HPC regulars are going to see something different in branding from DDN coming up. They are. First of all, thanks for um, having James and I on. We're always excited to be here chatting with you. It's always a good conversation. Um, Yeah, we've got some really exciting news coming up here. We are um, launching an entire rebrand of the company, and it's not a uh, small undertaking. Um, You know, the DDN brand has been fairly well established here for the last few years, especially in the um, HPC space, um, but with the changes that DDN has gone through over the last near 24 months right now, um, we thought it was time to really present a new message. Um, we are entering new markets. Uh, we have new divisions within DDN. Um, so it's just, it's been a really uh, exciting transformation to watch DDN you know, uh, change here over the last 24 months. Um, that said, right, we still remain true to um, our HPC and, and big data computing roots. Um, and uh, we will look forward to supplying that capability as well for the continued future. And you've been through a couple of acquisitions as well. So you've got expanding product lines to go along with those expanding use cases, James. And I've heard a lot of this need from DDN in order to make sure you really keep that emphasis on those customers as you go through this rebranding. Is that right? Yeah, with each of the acquisitions, um, and there's been sort of uh, three major acquisitions in the past uh, 18 months, two years, we've acquired a whole set of new customers in different markets and we've been traditionally involved in. And yeah, certainly our number one goal through those acquisitions is to keep those customers very, very happy and expand from there. Now, as DDN has gone through this expansion, the background that's been going on in HPC the whole time is, of course, around AI and machine learning and how that's changing a lot of the workflows here. A lot of that conversation has been focused on the computational aspects and people have looked at Uh, what kind of processing elements and networks they want to bring to the party. Can you talk about how AI is really changing the workflows for people on the storage side and how the high-performance storage infrastructure needs to change in order to incorporate AI and machine learning? Yeah. Um, So I think uh, James mentioned the three acquisitions, but um, 
you know, our, our acquisition spree, if you will, was really kicked off um, with a fourth acquisition, which was the um, Luster division from Intel back in June of 2018. And so that preceded us going in acquiring Tintree and uh, Nixenta and IntelliFlash as well. And so what we foresaw um, really is the, the need for HPC-like processing um, in wider marketplaces, right? The interest in AI um, is very much driven by um, more enterprise-like companies uh, or true enterprises as they go seek, you know, new revenue sources, new ways to innovate their business models. Um, they are looking at ways of incorporating um, AI or, or deep learning into um, making their either their um, product more successful or, or new, inventing new products. And, um, you know, we really foresaw that and saw the need to build an infrastructure um, that would fit both for um, you know, our more traditional HPC customers, um, the folks who've been used to eking out you know, 99.999% of the performance out of any device that they have um, and bring a much more feature rich and um, deployment and management friendly uh, capabilities to these products. And so uh, that really started with the um, acquisition of that uh, Luster team, which is our exascaler uh, development team and it has allowed us to both shepherd the continue to shepherd the luster community with our wham cloud organization but then also develop quite a few differentiating features on top of luster um, with exascaler itself as well as our even more targeted uh, a3i product line and i can uh, you know let james talk a little bit more maybe about the technology behind uh, some of those yeah, absolutely. Because I like that you went back to Luster for the start of this, because there's really a couple of different touch points here. With Luster, what you're talking about is, is having a lot of bandwidth to a massive parallel file system and a large storage space. But DDN has also been one of the key investors in things like Flash and First Buffers, your infinite memory engine products in terms of having a, uh, a, a fast or high IOPS uh, storage space. And then, of course, there's everything that we've seen around cloud and the need for have object stores. All of those things have come up in HPC. And James, I'm assuming those are part of the strategy for these expanding use cases as well. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Luster's had a long reputation for being the, the big scale out, high bandwidth, high capacity storage system for supercomputers. Um, and But it turns out that it does an incredible job at IOPS as well. Now, we've taken those IOPS and we've optimized them a lot over the past couple of years. Not just the IOPS, but small file handling. Um, there's a lot of smarts now inside the file system that allows you to take advantage of uh, data on metadata, um, lower RPC overheads, um, take advantage of NVMe and Flash. And we've been taking all those technologies and shrinking them into a package and a methodology that makes it easier for AI customers to take advantage of those. And then testing them against those AI frameworks, plugging them into GPUs, plugging them into containers and making sure all that stuff uh, works really seamlessly. And what one of the other elements is that you know what used to be seen and still is seen as a 
you know, a very complex file system is actually bringing a lot of simplicity at the sorts of scales we're deploying at um, because it, it is very sophisticated and parallel file systems are rather, rather complex internally. But it turns out that that sophistication inside the file system presents itself as improved simplicity for the very large scale users and deep learning by definition is, is large scale data. Well, let's talk about how that engagement is working now with some of these enterprise customers that aren't our traditional HPC set. You know, Kurt, when you introduce this to them, are they seeing the need and and how is DDN getting introduced to these non-traditional HPC use cases in terms of what people have been trying to do and what they're trying to do now? Yeah, um, and, and that's one of the reasons driving our rebrand here, right? It's just to... Um, you know, refresh the look and feel of DDN, really put um, some of the customer workflows first, whereas traditionally, you know, because of the data intensive customers, we had been really focused on, you know, the boxes and how big our boxes were and how much performance you could get out of those boxes. And uh, instead, we're moving into a, um, you know, more customer centric voice. And so really talking about the workflows um, that we're solving so that customers in adjacent markets can see, um, you know, challenges that they encounter um, similarly solved for um, other folks. So um, one of the big things that we are encountering is, is really just uh, the slow realization of the need. And that, that, that realization is probably speeding up. Um, you know, there's more uh, companies talking about uh, the need for this big data processing, whether it's led by somebody like NVIDIA um, or somebody else. But, um, you know, what we, what, the journey that we typically see with a customer is that they have a small data set and they decide they're going to initiate a project and, and Basically, they see their existing storage infrastructure, whatever it was, right? Um, some NFS-based um, system that fits very well into their enterprise IT environment and has been there for a long time. And probably at small scale, does an okay job of, um, you know, supplying the, the test cases with um, throughput and I.O., um, and, but as they scale those things and as they look to put those into production, um, what they find is something that used to be um, very, very simple. And I think this goes back to what James said, where we have this, um, you know, large, elegant file system that maybe looks a little bit complex from the outside, um, but at scale really simplifies things. Um, kind of paradoxically, you take something that used to be very, very simple and try and scale that and you start to encounter problems um, and things get really complicated trying to balance those systems um, against really hungry compute power. So um, those customers, you know, say, well, you know, we've got a bunch of smart people here. We're engineers. We're developing something really cool. Why don't we go look for open source and commodity hardware and we'll build our own storage system that does a great job of supplying all this um, performance. And so they go often down that route and find out that, yeah, while you can put something together, again, keeping something highly available, highly reliable um, is a challenge. And that's then when they come to this realization that, oh, 
perhaps there's appliance vendors out there um, that, you know, make all of this a lot easier. And, and that's when they come to DDN. And so that's um, one of the big things about the rebranding and, and reaching out into these enterprise customers who are perhaps being introduced to DDN through, um, you know, our Tintree enterprise division, but also just perhaps not aware of the things that we do today um, and the changes that we've made to really make our um, appliances more friendly for the enterprise. Uh, they now have a solution that instead of, you know, the, the historical considerations when you were deploying a HPC file system against a really big compute environment was you went through a big procurement process and then you planned the rollout and, uh, you know, a few months later, maybe you installed some systems and then you tuned those systems for weeks and weeks on end and, and then you had something that functioned really, really well. Um, We've abstracted all of that and um, now have systems that can fit into a top 20 supercomputer um, deployed in under four hours. Um, so we've we've done that um, now with our A3, A3i systems and all with an aim towards, um, you know, making everything much simpler. And then we are looking to take the next step which is really um, integrating all of those systems into um, our customers' AI ops, because we see AI ops as the next big um, driver for enterprise customers in terms of being able to simplify and manage their infrastructure. That's a term I haven't heard before in terms of AI ops, but it's one that makes a lot of sense to me. It sounds like you've got customers that by the time they turn to DDN, they're already in a lot of pain. They've tried scaling what they already had that wasn't working for them. They tried to essentially roll their own and that wasn't working for them. And then they need something that's got a little more scalability. But drilling in on this term AI ops that you used, we've talked a lot about the confluence of AI and high-performance computing, and one area that would make a lot of sense to me is to start incorporating those on the operational side and have infrastructure that's essentially, in some sense, predictive, where you're going to morph the uh, infrastructure capabilities to adapt to the existing workloads. Is that really what you're talking about here in terms of helping to solve customers' problems? So, yeah, you're right. It's uh, The question is not only what storage can do for AI, but what AI can do for storage and uh, we've been thinking about this for some time. And Kurt mentioned this sort of topic when he was talking previously about these very sophisticated customer environments at scale. That old Sun Microsystems saying of the network is the computer is really true when it comes to HPC and AI. All your applications, the computers, the networks, the storage, they're all tightly linked and really working as one. And it's very, very sophisticated. And to try and make that extremely complex ecosystem efficient takes a lot more effort, a lot more knowledge, a lot more know-how, better services, better people, different systems to really make that you know, efficient, available, decent uptimes, manageable, um, and have your workflows and applications running uh, very efficiently. So that's where we think um, analytics, machine learning can, can really help us. Um, take the complexity out of that uh, very, very sophisticated environment and deliver us additional efficiencies beyond, beyond what we can do today. And when we acquired Tintree, one of the elements we required, we acquired was Tintree Analytics. 
And they've really started from a great point. They've got a cloud analytics system. It's already extremely sophisticated. Um, it takes just the right metrics, and that's important. It's collecting the right metrics from storage systems, from, from customer environments, uh, bringing them into the cloud, passing them through a, a search database and applying various different logics and analytics and machine learning to that, and then presenting it back to our customers as um, alerts, advice, and then ultimately automation into their environments. And we can see things that customers really could not see unless they're extremely talented and spent a lot of time. And we can very, very quickly see with these tools um, anomalies in the system that are reducing the efficiency. And what we're doing over 2020 is taking that technology and applying it across all our product ranges, including the at scale uh, part of our business. Um, so think of Exascaler and our A3i products addressing these HPC and AI environments, uh, starting to see really advanced analytics being applied in those environments to help us keep those efficiencies high as the systems get increasingly complex. So a lot going on from DDN, a big rebranding, expanding use cases, and a lot of new customers in the enterprise, Kurt. For sure. So I invite folks to uh, check out the new ddn.com um, and, and follow up with um, you know, requests for meetings and um, setting up time to chat. I know um, for many of us uh, right now, um, a lot of our uh, interaction is going virtual. And uh, so we're going to do as much as we can to really um, facilitate uh, virtual conversations here over the uh, next few months as we deal with travel restrictions and reduced events and um, things like that. So um, check out ddn.com, as I said, for a really rich set of new um, messages that we have and, and some new ideas um, that we're putting out there. And uh, we would love to follow up with a chat with folks who are um, interested in learning more, um, especially around um, the idea of what DDN can do in terms of providing intelligent infrastructure uh, into organizations who are dealing with data at scale challenges. Fortunately, websites are still virtual. Our listeners can go to ddn.com to read about the new intelligent infrastructure from DDN. Podcasts are virtual as well. Kurt Kukkine, Vice President of Marketing. James Coomer, Senior Vice President of Products from DDN. Thanks to both of you for joining me, and thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.